welcome to this week's edition of Gameware Express, where we might have a small cast this week, but nothing stops the Gameware Express. It is Friday, November 8th, 2013. I'm your host, Adam Arinder, and I'm joined by Stephen Martin. Hello. And Rachel McCauley. Hello. John Michael is still really upset about that Dark Souls 2 beta being pushed back, so he's still not coming out of his room. And Renee is in New Orleans for something. Something. I don't know. She's there. Yeah. So, it's just us three this week. That's okay. We saw a, we saw a great show for y'all this week. We're a week away from next gen consoles, guys. Finally. So well, I thought next gen consoles came out a year ago. I got my Wii U. You year know, ago. you're so funny, man. Hey, this is be the Christmas of the Wii U. So that's true. Everyone just needs to back off Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But um, this week for introductions with new consoles coming out, I want to know y'all's best. Like console launch memory. Like, did you have that thing where you waited in line for seven hours for your oh whatever? Or yeah. Stephen, what you got? Well, talking about waiting in line, the only time I ever waited in line for a console was the Wii. Because you know, when the Wii came out, it was so much hype, and um, so I, I guess the first time I tried to get my Wii, well, yeah, I didn't get one, <laughs> but I did wait in the line. So that's not true. We waited in line for Wii U's twice last yeah, year. Yeah, but we knew we were gonna. That's true. It was also not for us, it was for gameware customers. It's true. But. So when, when I waited in my first Wii line, it was at a Target. And it was actually Black Friday. Oh, wow. But they weren't advertising Wii availability. I just figured they would have them because, come on, it's Black Friday. So I got there like 3 o'clock in the morning and just stood there in the cold. <laughs> and I probably, I think I was like fifth in line. There were so many people in this line mostly to get TVs or whatever they were selling. And mm-hmm. when I got into the store, I'd found out that they didn't have any Wii's before they'd even opened. But I figured I was there, so I'd stay. And um, when they opened the store, I ran to the first Target employee I could find, and I said, where's the cat food? <laughs> and I, I bought cat food. <laughs> was the cat six food in the on morning. sale no, for Black Friday? No, it was not on sale. It was regular price. That's ridiculous. So, I didn't get a Wii. And then maybe a week later, Best Buy... They'd advertised that there were going to be Wii's available at Best Buy. And this was the Christmas of launch. Yeah, this 06, was six, right? It was six. Yeah. By then Wii Mania. I mean mm-hmm. everyone knew someone that had a Wii. So you had been at someone's house and played Wii Sports and that was the magic game. That was the yeah. the one thing that clicked. You know, all you had to do was hold that Wii remote and play tennis and you were like, Oh I gotta have this. This is the coolest thing. And uh, I went to that Best Buy I don't know, probably by 8 o'clock at night, I was like 7th in line, and I'd slept on the concrete uh, to get that. That was a terrible idea. What the hell was I thinking? I was going to say, looking back, how does that make you feel now? Like an asshole, <laughs> you know. But I did, you know, I, I, there were nice people in line. By the time I woke up in the morning, there were over 100 people in line at this Best Buy, and um, I don't, they probably only had 30 or 40 Wii's. But I got mine, and I had to work that day. <laughs> so I, I think I went home and showered, and then went went to work. To work, but that's not my most memorable console launch because it was just the Wii. I mean, right, you know, it was fun, but my most memorable was Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. And I'd saved up. I, I was what fifth? I think I was fifteen when that thing came out. It was it was like late September of ninety six, and I'd been saving up uh, my like lunch money. That my parent, my you know, I get like a dollar twenty five for lunch every day, and I saved it for a year, 
I, I don't remember eating lunch. So you starved yourself to get no, this you Nintendo just ate 64. other food. You just <laughs> borrowed food from other people, and uh, or brought, I would secretly pack a lunch, you know, and still get that dollar. I said I didn't have a job. I didn't have any right. besides allowance, which I probably blew on other things. But saved up that money and got my Nintendo sixty four. I, I I bought every launch title. That all, all two all of two, them. I got Pilot Wings and Mario sixty four. It was incredible. Mario sixty four didn't come with it. No, you had to buy it. it was, no. The system itself was two hundred bucks, and Mario sixty four was sixty. Pilot Wings was sixty, and I bought an RF cable because I didn't have a good TV, mm-hmm. so I needed the RF cable, and that was awesome. I, that that for me was the last like console launch that was truly memorable because I don't know, it just stuck with me. It's like first time I ever played right three D games. So it's funny. Sidebar, real quick. Rachel and I were discussing this the other day. But how people come in and complain about the price of video games being sixty dollars these days. But as you just said, back in ninety six, N sixty four games were sixty dollars, and that was the cheaper ones. Right, that's like a hundred dollars yeah. in nineteen ninety six money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's two, compared to today. Yeah, and two weeks after that, or maybe three weeks after that system came out, I bought Shadows of the Empire. It was like eighty bucks. That's ridiculous. So. And that's video games have always been super expensive. I, and well, I don't think they're expensive, but they've always been around. 50 or 60 bucks I, I think maybe when the Atari came out those games were probably like $30 yeah. in like 1978 a lot of it back then had to do with the manufacturing cost of those cartridges oh yeah That's and true. the licensing I mean Nintendo made a ton <laughs> of money on licensing mm-hmm. for each of their games that we had to make yeah so. awesome Nintendo 64 yeah didn't freak out like that stupid kid on the internet no because I you know I, in fact I just walked into I guess it was Babbage's at Cortanimal. Oh, Babbage's. And I was just like, hey, you got the Nintendo 64? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> there was no line. Here you go. I just bought it. I didn't have a, didn't pre-order it, whatever, just bought it. Good old days. Walked right in, <laughs> had my cash. So Awesome. Yeah. Welcome to the show this week. Thank you. Rachel? Um, I am actually going to copy Steven because mine is also the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Um, it was late September. Uh, I was much younger than you. I was not 15 at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I um I remember it was right around when my birthday was, which is in late September, and I was I was really hoping. I was just like, I want I want this for my birthday. Like, and I, and I honestly I couldn't explain why I wanted it so bad at the time because I mean, sure Mario was great, whatever, but th- there wasn't anything that I just really like needed to have on the Nintendo 64. I just I think I just more so wanted it because it was new and I wasn't necessarily heartbroken when I didn't get it for my birthday. But that Christmas, just a few months later, they came out with a with it was a Nintendo 64 that came with Pokemon Stadium. That made me like I'm going to get this for Christmas. I want this so bad. And and like I was just I was really hoping, and I would like sit there, and I would, I would just ask my mom all the time. I'm like, I'm like, mom, you have to tell Santa Claus, because I was that young. I was just like, you gotta tell Santa Claus that you know I, I really want a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. So, I go over to my grandma's house, and there's a, a big, long rectangle that was like at my size at the time. That N64 box was huge, <laughs> and it was, it was just long. Um, or at least, you know, it seemed longer than it might have been, I guess, to a little kid. But um, And it was addressed to me and both of my brothers. Uh, but it came with Pokemon Stadium. And I saw what it was, and I was just like, 
freaking out and it was it was amazing and unfortunately that N64 got stolen when I got a little bit older but we've replaced it and you know replaced all the games for it so yay that's fun yep cool yep well thank you for joining me this week as well even though you kind of live here yeah you know it's funny, my, I guess, most memorable console launch is not a console launch I was a part of, per se. So it's in 2005, I was a junior in high school, and I played basketball. And we were up somewhere in North Louisiana for a tournament, for like a Thanksgiving tournament, because the Xbox 360 launched around Thanksgiving. So we were all on the bus going from the gym to wherever we were staying, and we stopped at a Walmart so the coach could pick something up. Now, our coach back in high school was, like, crazy. Like, he's a real good coach, but he's, like, very eccentric. He had a very loud personality, and it was really kind of funny, unless he was yelling at you. So we stop at the Walmart, and he gets off, and we're all staying on the bus, and our assistant coach is on the bus, and we saw this huge crowd forming outside the Walmart. Like a street fight? No, just, you know. People getting People just standing there. And we were like, why are all these people outside the Walmart at, like, 10 o'clock at night? So, our coach finally comes back on, and our assistant coach is like, hey, why are all those people out there? He's like, oh, all those idiots are in line waiting for the new Xbox. Yeah. And I was like, just think, like, what? So, that, for some reason, stuck with me. Anything my coach said stuck with me. That's weird. Both the good and the bad. But, um, probably my, the one I was most involved with, is also, I guess, my favorite Christmas story. So if we do a Christmas story, you might hear a repeat. Oh, no. But it was Christmas of 2000, and um, I had a PlayStation 1, and, um, you know, go under the tree, open presents, and open this big blue box. And I noticed it said PS2, and I, like, flipped my shit. They made another one? <laughs> well, I knew... They made the, a sequel! I knew the PS2 existed... It was like a fable, though. It was like ruined. Yeah, it's like how do you, how do you get this? It was like worse than the Wii when the Wii came out, and I didn't ask yeah, for true. it. I had no. I still don't know how my parents got that for me. eBay, probably. But uh, yeah, I got a PS2 for Christmas. I got what? Madden 2001. I was going to ask, what games did you get? Madden 2001 and SSX. That okay. EA love. I remember when Madden launched on on PS2. That I remember the, the helmets were shiny. I thought that was cool. It was so cool because when you played the Saints in the dome, you could see the reflection reflection. of the dome lights. And the fields got torn up and state got torn up. And that just, like, blew my mind. I'm going to, I guess, uh, confess that I I didn't actually buy a PS2 until, like, 2005. (laughs) But when I did, I bought all those, bought a bunch of great games. The main thing that blew my mind was since you could set the clock on the PS2 when I first played that first game of Madden. It was like, Merry Christmas and welcome to what? New Orleans where the Saints are playing whatever. I was like... Voodoo or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I love my PS2. That might be the reason why I love PS2 so much. I don't know. I definitely want to uh, mention the Dreamcast too because the Dreamcast is one of my all-time favorite consoles and I definitely bought that at launch. And mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on buying it at launch but I was just at a Toys R Us and uh, it was on September 9th, 1999. <laughs> I was just in Toys R Us because that's what I do regularly. Mm-hmm. And they had the Dreamcast on display. And I walked out of that store with the Dreamcast in like four games. Wow. So that was... For me, that was the first time a video game console at home looked better than the arcade. And right. that blew me away. I was so. in the fifth grade. And I remember asking my dad for a Dreamcast. Because I had a Genesis growing up. Yeah. And I really want a Dreamcast. It's like, no, that's not going to last. That's dumb. Well, he, he's right. It, didn't so last. He, he's it right wasn't dumb, one. but it didn't <laughs> last. And I'll tell you, the Dreamcast is why I didn't buy a PS2 at 
launch because mm-hmm. I was very happy with my Dreamcast. And right. Then the GameCube came out the next year, so I bought that. What's a you know? Sony? What is what this is, PlayStation? What is, Sega's well, been around forever. I have a Sega Saturn. Why should I buy a PlayStation? I rented a PlayStation from Blockbuster <laughs> and, uh, when it came out, and I got uh, like I got the ESPN downhill racing game, right? And I got uh, Battle Arena Toshinden and Tekken. <laughs> so I rented a PS1 because I already had the N64, uh, mm-hmm. but I wanted to check out the PS1 and rented it. It was okay, but it's, I didn't buy one until they made the, the smaller the version. One. Yeah, it's funny because growing up, my my dad always said that Nintendo was stupid. Your dad is stupid. So I always had the not Nintendo systems. I had the Genesis. <laughs> I had my PlayStation. I bought an Xbox when it came out. The first Nintendo home console I bought for myself was a Wii in 2009. Oh man. Well, now, now you've gone back and you've experienced all right. the, the love that Nintendo has to offer. That's so. why, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying <laughs> to go back and play. All you have of a lot to games. learn. <laughs> I do. Okay, so best console launch memories. Maybe we'll have some more memories next week. Yeah, or you can send us yours. We'd love yeah. to read them. You could email them to us at gameworkexpress at gmail Yeah, tell us what some of your favorite launch. Maybe we we skipped over the 3DO. If that was your favorite, if you're <laughs> yeah. a complete idiot, you <laughs> love the Jaguar. If you sold all your Super Nintendo games to buy a Jaguar, then tell I'm us get a Saturn because it launches today. Saturn all of a sudden in stores. Whoops. Yeah, it's funny because now like. Favorite launch memory for the PS4 is when, like, the UPS guy rings my doorbell. I was like, yeah. here's your package, bro. <laughs> it's true. Like, yes. PS4 Thank is you, here. Santa, for delivering it to me. So PS4 next week, Xbox One in two weeks. Yeah. Wii U a year ago. Wii, Wii U. What did we do on the Wii U the first day we got our Wii U's? System update. System update for like seven hours. Yep. We video chatted. We did. It's the only time I've ever done that. The video chat. The video the, chat. I think I think Vaughn was over at y'all's house, and we yep. were, I was drawing, playing Hangman on your face. Uh, Penny. Penny was on it. Our cat. <laughs> so much fun for the whole family on the Wii U. Now, before we get into what we've been playing, something I want to bring up or discuss was. Despite all the hype with the new consoles coming out this year, don't count the Wii U out for this Christmas. I mean, they already had a lot of big games out over the last couple months, but then we get the heavy hitter in two weeks with Mario 3D World, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the game looks do you great. think this is, like, are you more excited for your Wii U games this Christmas or your new consoles? Uh, I'm more excited to play Mario 3D World than anything on... Because Octodad is not coming out at launch. I know, I know. So if that was coming out at launch on PS4, maybe. Right. But no, the Mario 3D World, to me, it's going to be just like Galaxy. You know, It's, it's going to be one of those games where you play through a level, and you're, you're blown away by the mechanics that it presents you, by what you're doing. And then the next level, you throw it all away. It's completely new. And they, it's just constantly bringing new things to you. See, so, it's, it's funny because we're just getting around to playing Galaxy now. Right. For the so, first time? Yes. yes. And I really, I should say Galaxy 2. Because mm-hmm. Gal- Galaxy was great, but Galaxy 2 really does really? throw everything away at the end of every, every Cause, level. Because I feel like, the stuff I do in Galaxy is really awesome, but I feel like I kind of experienced it already. Because I already played 3D Land mm-hmm. on like 3DS. And when I was playing those levels, that like blew my mind. Yeah. So, I... And you, you did you guys play 3D World at E3 this year? Yes. yes. So you, and I haven't played and it's it. It's funny so. because... What when I played at E3, I was kind of feeling uh, meh really? about like it was okay. Right. It just looked like 3D land with multiple players, but and kitty cats and, and kitty, kitty cats. cats. But the videos I've seen, the screenshots I've seen, 
more recently. Oh, all the blow recent stuff. Everything they showed at E3 out of the water. It's like, why didn't they show that stuff right. at E3? So yeah. I don't know if they were holding it back, if they kind of received the. Right. You know, feedback from E3. But I, I remember at E3, the big thing that they kept talking about was the pipes. You, they're see-through now. <laughs> this revolution. They're all see-through. You can change your direction and go right through there if you want to. And they're see-through. And that and the new Zelda game on 3DS come out the same day as the Xbox One. Sequel to my all-time favorite game. That's right. Of, of all time. The Link to the Past. So, and we're all excited about Xbox One's potential, right? I mean, it's what what is there? What, what is the unknown of the <laughs> Xbox One? What will it have? And when you turn it on, what, I guess the PS4 does that too. So I can't really say that half the features are missing. Yeah, well, you got to download your day one update. Right. So. It should. It sounds like it'll be easier than the Wii U. Because that was just a nightmare. Well, Nintendo doesn't understand how the internet works. So. They still don't. Sadly, mm, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh well. You know. Steven, you didn't play anything good this week? No. <laughs> I've been out of town, so I've been playing uh, handheld stuff. which uh, And just like last week, kind of, I guess. So, I guess so. Um, I've been playing this weird game. I may have mentioned it last week, but on the Vita, there's this free download game where you're just checking out. You're like working at a supermarket and you're scanning crap. It's free to play. It's got weird Japanese anime girls. Sort of. Yeah, and you just scan things. It's fun. I like mundane things. We all love Animal Crossing. Have you played Papers, Please yet? I need to play that. I I think I bought it. I might have bought it. I I think I went for a Steam sale. I I think I already did. But I I think I would like that. And I've been playing games on my Windows phone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, because I bought an iPad and I've been playing Peggle... Yeah. on my iPad. I love and Peggle. And then you looked up Peggle I, on your Windows phone. I was like, and... I want to play Peggle, and I have a Windows phone. So there's no Peggle on Windows phone, but there's Puggle. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was so excited to see Puggle. And I tell you what, if you have Windows phone, Puggle is free. You could download that whole game, and it doesn't cost you anything other you than the time <laughs> that it takes to download it. And Peggle fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Puggle. Puggle. Peggle's good. Puggle is terrible. Puggle is like, if... If someone made Peggle not work and have no charm, that's Puggle. So if you want to play like the worst possible version of Peggle, then you should check out Puggle. I like you compared it to what was it buying like the bags of cereal you can't even find at Walmart. Yeah, I said it's like buying the imitation cereal that you can only get at like a gas station. Or something, <laughs> you know, it, it's it looks like the cereal you like, but it doesn't taste anything like it. So and it makes weird noises when you eat it. Yeah, Puggle's no good. You know, I was playing this one level, and um, I cleared the... So if you're not familiar with Peggle, we'll give you a quick cap on how that works. Peggle, you basically shoot these little marble balls onto other balls and make them go away. Right. It's very simple. There are two colors. You, wanna, you have to get rid of all the orange ones, but there are yeah. blue ones in there to mess with you. So Puggle's the same thing. Um, you just have to shoot your ball at other balls and make them go away. So... I had this one level where I cleared all my balls with one ball. And just like every other cell phone game, you have it rates you when you when you cuz that way you come back and play more. Yeah, cuz if I only got one or two stars, I got to get three stars. So I played this one level and I cleared the whole level with one ball. And I got one star out of 3. <laughs> I don't know how that works cuz I only used you one ball. You should have done it faster. I, I did it as fast as I could. I, <laughs> I immediately did it and it still gave me one star. So this game's just broken. But well, it's on Windows Phone. It's on Windows Phone. So what do you phone. have to say? Are there any, like, comparable or yes. the same games yes. on, like, real-world phone? Not Audio Surf. 
Well, I don't, I don't even know if that's on there. But one of my favorite uh, mobile games of all time from Half Brick Studios is is on there. That um, now I'm forgetting the name of it, so I'm just gonna load it up real quick. Halo um, Spartan Assault. That is certainly a game. <laughs> and you know, I don't even have it installed, so I can't even talk about it. Yeah, I did download Skulls of the Shogun. Oh yeah, that was on excellent game. That's on my Steam wish list, I think. You should totally get that. And uh, soon, right? Temple Run is now on Windows Phone. Oh, God. That was popular <laughs> like four years ago, I think. My nephew loves Temple Run. I remember I was in I was in my maybe my management class at LSU, and I would sit there and watch the people in front of me play Temple Run. I'm like, what is this shit? Yeah, and that's all they did the entire class was play was play that game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, not much going on Windows Phone. <laughs> Poor Windows Phone. But you have that commercial with the phone with the super zoom in so they can catch their kids' recital sitting well, that, in the back row while that's, the old people with their iPhones fight. That's only on AT&T. I have T-Mobile. Uh-huh. So, Oh, the game I was thinking of was Jetpack Joyride. Jetpack I Joyride. love that game. Okay. It's on that's everything. Something. It's on Vita. Yep. It's on Windows Phone. It's on... Do you have it on your Vita? I do. Okay. And my Windows Phone. So, I can play it. <laughs> You're good. You're set. I can play it at two times at once. It's so good. Interesting. So, yeah. But yeah, I got my iPad. I got the iPad Air. How long have you been saying you're never going to buy an iDevice? Probably since I was 18 yeah. or 19. But you bought one. Yeah. I, uh, if you know me, I've wrote many a bad thing about Apple That's in true. my days at the Daily Reveille. But... I feel like the advancements that Apple's made with iOS is making it more comparable to Android when some of the things they do granted you don't get as much customization as you do on Android. Right. But a lot of a lot of things every time that iOS would announce a new feature, I'd be like, Well, I've had that for two years on my Android phone. But to me, Android hasn't made the big the biggest jumps throughout the years. Plus, when I was in college and had all the time in the world, I could be a quote-unquote power user and play with all the settings on my phone and get it just the way I wanted. But now that I'm in like the real world and have a job, I don't have time for any of that shit. I just want my phone to work. So I bought an iPad because there are also other games and apps or whatever that you can't get on Android that I've been wanting to play that I've been hearing about. Yeah. And with all the new the new cool thing in gaming is the second screen nonsense and all the companion apps, like the iFruit app for Grand Theft Auto. Which didn't work. Does right. it even work now? No, I don't know. It's, don't on, it's out on Android now, but it took a month. Right. So I just didn't want <clears throat> that to hold me back. I mean, I'm probably never going to use those things, but I want the option there. Hmm. So after four years, I finally bought an iPad. And the iPad Air is nice. It's very light. It's very light. And fast. Yeah. And I've been playing Peggle on that. I really wanted just to get it so I can play XCOM, Enemy Unknown, wherever I go, because that game is great. It is great. So that that's cool. I'm going to play with that some more. Um, I need a pinball game. Do you have any recommendations for yeah, pinball games I can get on my iPad? The pinball arcade, which I love, mm-hmm. that's like real pinball. I played that at E3. Yeah. That was the first thing I played on the PS4. I actually got it on my Vita. Mm-hmm. And um, it's on everything. It's awesome because they take real pinball machines, like they deconstruct them. They take photos of everything, high oh, resolution. Wow. So they get the real pinball machine and they just tear tear it apart, and <laughs> then they put it back together digitally in the game. And, and the physics are all very accurate. So it, it's it's really cool. I think I probably own like thirty tables on that game. Wow. And then the other one is, um, I mean, on the consoles, it's called Pinball FX. Uh, I think it has a different title on, on Zen Pinball. Yeah, I have Zen on my Vita. That's like 
unrealistic physics, but it's it's all licensed and mm-hmm. fantastical. So you've got your Star Wars pinball, X Men, Marvel pinball. It has a Rocky and Bullwinkle table, which I own on 360. Actually, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of those on Xbox. So I guess they're just two different things. I saw them both. I don't know which one would be better. It's always like pinball, and that makes sense on the big screen for the right. iPad. So it's not like. Zoom it in and out. I heard the iOS version is actually better than some of the other versions. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Runs better. Looks better. Interesting. So. I'll have to check that out. Rachel. Hi. How goes your Zombies Ate My Neighbors progress? Well, um, I'm actually, uh, I decided today I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, as, what? Well, okay. I'm sure that we've all had a moment where a game has gotten particularly frustrating. And <laughs> yeah. we just need to kind of put it down for a while and... You know, think of a different strategy or a different way to approach something, which, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, platformers and things of the like aren't, aren't very, they, they don't have much depth to them because, like, you just, you jump and shoot or you do, you know, but um, but games like that, you know, it, it presents a challenge in a different way or a different kind of choice makes us think, it, it, it's deep in the sense that it has to make you think of a different way to approach an obstacle, not necessarily mm-hmm. that it has a deep story. So that was a tangent that I was getting onto. But no, I, I am putting Zombies Ate My Neighbors down for just a little bit because, you know, as as much as I say it every week, that game is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just gotten to a particularly frustrating boss that I need to figure out how to beat. Um, I'd probably need to use a different password. Than, uh, than the one that I've been using. Because I, I, I've been doing password saves since it's 55 levels, and I only play for about an hour a day on my lunch breaks at work. Um, so explain that difference to me. Like, what's the difference? Like, if you have a password save, you don't keep all your gear, or well, it, like, sets you it, back? or What it is, is it... Um, you start off the game with, like, 10 victims to save. Mm-hmm. Um and if you continually save those victims, like if you save 10 victims every time, then by level 48, you'll still have 10 victims in your level. Mm-hmm. But if you let one die along the way, then you will never get 10 victims again. You will, you know, get less and less as you go on. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, I don't really have the time because I, I literally pay for maybe 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. a day, and that's five days a week, maybe. Um, which is why it's taking me so long to play, uh, but I, um, I actually sort of rely on the internet for my passwords, just to be like, okay, I know I'm on this level, so, you know, I'm gonna grab the password right here, and sometimes it kind of varies, depending on what it is, um, but you don't keep all your gear, no matter what password you type in, you will not Hmm. have the same items that you get, so if the boss is, you know, Let's say I'm fighting a giant spider boss, which I am right now, and it would be particularly effective for me to use the flamethrower, but that's on level 14, which is 14 levels back. Right. I don't really have the time or the resources to go 14 levels back at the moment and then play through the entirety of it so I can get that one item to help me with this boss. That seems counterintuitive for having a password slash save system. There's no battery save. There's right? no like battery save in that them. game. You have to use a password system for that game. So that's another frustratingly difficult part of that game, other than it just being hard in general, because it is a hard game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I'm just I'm putting that down for the time being. I'm on level 36. If anyone's interested, in out of that. 55. Out of 55. <laughs> Making progress. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm I'm doing really well. I've, I've never beaten the game. Um, 
I look forward to beating it, and, and it's gotten to, this is how I felt when I was playing through Catherine, that I had to put it down for a little while. It, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I'm too far in for me to quit now, so I'm going to finish the game. I just need to take a break first, because it's driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to play, I don't know, something easy tomorrow. Turtles in time. <laughs> play it again. Um, either that or the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. Yeah. Play the Sega CD version. Of the, of the, of the Super Nintendo version. Sega CD version with the bad FMVs from the TV show, God. which is yeah. QTEs. That's all it is. Yeah, but I haven't really been playing too much else. Uh... I beat Candy Box too. <laughs> um, I, uh, I oh, I started playing The Adventures of Bayou Billy uh, the other night because I bought it at Gameware on Saturday. Do you have the light gun? I don't. Do you I know use the light gun? you can use the light gun. You, you, yeah, game. you can. There's a. Don't we sell the light gun? We do. Yeah. Um, I just I I went ahead and bought it. And I I put it in you know the NES just. It was mostly just to test if it was working, but I started playing it a little bit. That game's also hard. That game, <laughs> that game's actually, very hard. a fun fact about that game is that while most games that were produced in Japan are harder in the Japanese version than they are in the American version, The Adventures of Bayou Billy is actually harder in America than it is in Japan, which is interesting because not a lot of games were made that way. Who developed that game? Konami. Aren't they a Japanese company? Yes, they are. That's weird. Yes, it is. Um, that's why it's a fun fact. <laughs> but, uh, so... Just the hitboxes on your enemies are just—they're all over the place, and that game is difficult and frustrating. <laughs> it is. So you you stopped one really difficult game to play another. Really I did. Difficult I'm game. I'm just gonna. What's the easiest game you guys have ever played? Cause I'm gonna go play that. Right I don't know, now. but don't play any of the Simpsons games on NES because those are <laughs> no, also I know, impossible. Those are also very difficult. Uh, I'm gonna play Duck Hunt. I, yeah. I never lost Duck Hunt. I can aim it at the light bulb in the ceiling, and then I can just perpetually win. See? So there you I, go. Who has a magnifying glass? So I, can put it <laughs> I used to have one. In front of the light gun. You want to use my glasses? Hit that two, yeah, <laughs> hit two ducks at once. That's too funny. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. I've been playing difficult stuff. It's it's funny that you mention, you know, a part of a game getting so frustrated you just have to put it down. Because I've been playing through Batman are from Origins and that's not something I expected to encounter in that game <laughs> and it's not like I'm playing on the hardest difficulty because I know last week I think it was last week Renee said she likes to do that yeah but I don't like to do that because I have a lot of games to play and I don't like being frustrated so I've been playing Batman and I'm a huge Batman fan anybody that knows me yeah um, you're like six foot four yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so I loved Arkham Asylum when that came out back in 09. I skipped class to go by City when that came out. And it was okay. It The open world... Mm, that's a different discussion, I guess. I think we day. both agreed on that, on what we thought about that. Yeah, it, it was a good game. And I like... They, they did a good job of incorporating all the villains somehow into that story where it wasn't just, like, bullshit. But the open world, it was just kind of a pain to go through. And it's even worse in Origins. Really? So Origins is like, it's first of all, it's not made by Rocksteady. It's developed by WB Montreal. And uh, I don't know of any game, and if you all know one, let me know, where the sequel, when it's given to another team, is ever better or as good as you know the original with the original team. Yeah, I can't think of any. Anything. So obviously Rocksteady's working on their next-gen Batman game or whatever that might be. Justice League, I don't know. 
So Arkham Origins is a prequel to the first two with a young, gritty, like, I'm going to mess you up, Batman. And he's just like... Does he kill people? No. Oh. But he, like, really stops their heads you the up ground. Yeah. really bad. And it's, it's based... It's on Christmas Eve in Gotham City. And Black Mask hires eight assassins to kill you. And so you're having to go kill all these assassins... Or fight all these assassins before they come kill you. But there's also other enemies coming up. This is when you first meet the Joker. So it's just... It's strange because in Arkham Asylum, you had like earn your gadgets. Like that's how a game worked. It was kind of like a Metroid style game where you, there are certain parts of the asylum you couldn't go to till you got whatever gadget. And then you know Arkham City, you had all your gadgets. They kind of like built upon them to make them more powerful or different. But in Origins, which is supposed to be a prequel, you start with all the gadgets you had in City. And it's like, this is weird. Yeah, that's kind of weird. You start with all this stuff. <laughs> and then the open world is even bigger than City. Because City was like, we blocked off this section of Gotham to put all the crazies in because Arkham Asylum is too small. Which so makes no Arkham sense. City. Right. <laughs> Either. But now it's just Gotham. The whole the whole city. It, it, yeah, but there's no there's no people. That's It's weird. just thugs. That that's like fight. Mafia 2. Yeah. It's like the whole huge city with nothing going on. And it. it's even more of a pain in the ass trying to get around because there are things you think you can grapple onto that you can't. Because you're Batman, you're just a dude in a fancy suit. You're not like Spider-Man web-slinging around the city. Why don't you just use your Batmobile? You can. Yeah. You have a Batjet. But the Riddler, who's known as Enigma, set up these weird like radio towers oh. that are blocking your Batjets. You Great. have to go to those towers and deactivate them. Oh, yeah. That sounds That's like a, fun. another one of these in games. Have you gotten your Hulk hands yet? No, no Hulk That's hands. supposed to be fun. Really? Yeah, you get the Hulk hands <laughs> and just beat 30 guys up at once. And the combat system, I don't know if it's... It, I mean, it's probably the same. It's probably just as good. It was so revolutionary back in 09, but now so many other games are ripping it off, where now yeah. it just seems like, well, it's just this again. The, you know, you know, what am I playing on PlayStation? Square, 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 punch, press triangle to counter over and over again. And it's just, it lacks focus. Like, for example, in a mission I met towards the beginning of the game, you're trying to find Penguin, because he's like the up-and-coming crime boss, so you can get information on Black Mask. So you go on Penguin's little boat, and then you find him, and all of a sudden, Deathstroke comes out of nowhere, and like pulls you away from Penguin, so now you have to fight him. Mm. And that boss, fight, that boss fight, I did for an hour, and it almost made me want to stop playing that game, because it was so cheap. And so ridiculous. How early in the game was that? Maybe a quarter of the way through. Uh Maybe. Because he's the second of the eight assassins that you fight or that you beat. And it was just so cheap because you can't attack him because he has unblockable counters. And then you try to counter him, but then he just counters your counter with an unblockable counter. Hmm. And it's just a bunch of cheap stuff. And I don't mind difficult games. Like, I don't... There's a difference between a game being difficult or cheap. or cheap yeah and this boss fight felt frustratingly cheap and i tried looking up solutions and everyone reporting i was like this is probably the cheapest fight in the game and it was just really frustrating and after i after i beat that i just haven't wanted to go back to it yeah that's not fun it's like just... the past three days i've gotten home from work i was like i should probably play batman yeah. but i was like no i just don't want to there are moments in that game where it's good you know the battle box areas where to you know climb up in the rafters and take out the dudes one by one the only problem is I've done that in two other games. Yeah. That's what a lot of this is. It's not bad. It's just the same thing that I've done twice. It seems to be happening a lot. 
it's, it's with why, other franchises. It's why I had a problem with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Everyone yeah. said that's the best one in the series. Right. But to me, it was just like two. And two was like my favorite one. So yeah. it's not bad. It's, it's just the same. So you can't say it's bad if you like two because it's just the same thing. So I'll probably keep playing it just because I really like Batman and I'm really interested in getting to the Vita one. But I hear that takes place after the main game. So I want to yeah. beat the first game first. It's just you can kind of tell in instances that was phoned in. That this isn't rock steady. Maybe they just didn't have enough time. They had two years. It. Like, what are they doing? I don't know. It's the same assets. They just need to like make a game. Just make I it. Guess. And it's How funny because be? Arkham City was like winter and snowing, and this was on Christmas. So like, oh look, it's same, snowing. Same thing. They should have tropical Batman where it's <laughs> sunny outside and beautiful day. Yeah, and that's the thing with Batman. What can you do with that? You're always going to be in a rundown, gritty Gotham <laughs> City. You can't take ba- Batman in space. Batman X. Space Batman. Twenty seventy one. Finally, <laughs> Batman in space. What I, what I really want them to do, I know they're never going to do this, but I really love Batman Beyond. Yeah, they're, they're never going to do this. Because I want, I was telling, talking to my sister about this after City came out, and I'm not going to spoil the way City ends, but after City, I wanted them to make Batman Beyond Arkham. That way they keep the Arkham name, and it's Beyond Arkham, so we're going into the future, but it has that Batman Beyond hey thing. Now, because they made a Batman Beyond video game. <laughs> I have it on my 64. 64. That game's not good either. But because of what happens at the end of City, it could make Batman want to go into retirement, and then because the, the the Beyond suit was a, uh, a, a you know a, a palette swap or whatever in the yeah Arkham one of City. the pre-order bonuses. Yeah. Or d- so that would be so it. cool if they're working on that because that could be something new with Neo Gotham, but I know it'll never happen, and I'm only one of the few crazy people who really love Batman Beyond. So I don't know. That's all I've really been playing was trying to get through Batman, and I just it wasn't happening. So you haven't played the new Call of Duty yet? Yeah, no. Oh well, I'm sure um, we'll get around to that eventually. I already played that four years ago. No. It was called Modern Warfare Two. Well, now it has aliens. You can shoot aliens. <laughs> That's different. So it's Halo. No, it's not quite Halo either. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry if you were looking for that Call of Duty talk. It is not in this podcast. Next episode, we're all going to play Call of Duty <laughs> and we'll talk about it. So, I'm sure. I don't know. I just, it's funny because I've been seeing that game get a lot of mediocre reviews. Don't you want to at least try it on or that or Battlefield on PS4? Xbox yeah, One? I thought about trying getting Battlefield. See what that's that like? Mm-hmm. See? We'll yeah, talk but... about some shooters. Eventually. South Park the video game. Yeah. That's been delayed, delayed. until next year. That's oh, I meant like the one on Nintendo 64. Oh, that was a shooter. Oh, That's really? One, yeah. And then there was the, the the trivia game on Dreamcast and PS1. There's a shooting. Yeah, it's a first No, no, no. Shooter. There's a shooter and then there's a trivia game. There's yeah. two oh, a South Park games. trivia? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. called yeah. Chef's Love Shack. That's yep. great. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, that was on the PlayStation 1 as well. Yeah. yeah. PS1 and Dreamcast. Um, so. But yeah, then you. So we were going to talk about shooters, South Park video game. We have an all-shooter podcast. All-shooter episode. All-shooters all the time. <laughs> talk about Quake 2. Best shooter ever. I never played that. I never had a computer that could play games growing up. So yeah. I missed out a lot on that. You did. Those games were awesome. Now I'm just into these slow first person Yeah, they're all shooters. slow. What is this shit right? with my controller? Oh. Don't know how to use a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, well, let's see. Let's take a break. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with some more discussion, some news, and everything else. So, Gamer Express will be right back.
and welcome back. Uh, Steven, it's news time. It's my favorite time. Yeah. I love news. There's so much news this week. A lot of news. Yeah. Rachel, do you like news? I love news. Steven, tell us Do you love Nintendo? I do, actually. Do you love the Wii? I do. Do you love the Wii if it can't do anything? Well, sure. Why not? What if I told you you could buy a brand new Wii that came with Mario Kart, that had no internet capability, that could not play GameCube games, that couldn't take SD cards, that couldn't do shit. That sounds terrible. And it's only ninety nine dollars. Oh, okay, well. And it came out last year in Canada, I think uh, maybe the UK. Wii Mini. The Wii Mini is finally coming out in America. Well, yes. Canada got it first. I don't want it. Mm, it's it looks kind of cool but though. It's red. It's red. I like red. And it reminds me of the Famicom. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was cool. Well, it's coming out, and it's only gonna be ninety nine dollars, and it comes with one of the most popular games of all time, Mario, Mario Kart Wii, which sold so many copies. What are you supposed to do with that? You could play Mario Kart. I guess so. And you could play other hot Nintendo titles like and Nintendo Sports, Wii Sports. Super Mario Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy. Well... You can't download anything. <laughs> you can't play Virtual Console. If on my regular Wii, I can play the GameCube version of Mario Kart, which is far superior. Or you could just download Super Mario Kart. That's true. But not on the Wii Mini. Right. Right. Oh, no yeah, internet. No, no eShop. So that's going to be available in that's stores, terrible. or you could just buy an old Wii for like you can't get 50, a used, yeah, yeah, fifty used, bucks, yeah. maybe forty by now. So yeah, and if you're lucky, you might find one that's still GameCube compatible. Yeah, just flip the lid on the top. Mm-hmm. If the lid flips, it plays GameCube games. If you break the Wii <laughs> trying to flip a lid that doesn't exist, it doesn't play GameCube. Games. Actually, the easier way is if the words Wii line up when you're standing it up, you're good. I'm so if confused. If you're laying it down, it's bad. I'm just gonna rip open the top of these things. Better idea. So, also in Nintendo Land news, if you want, I love Nintendo. Well, Land. this has nothing to do with that. So, <laughs> if you want to get your hands on Super Mario 3D World mm-hmm. early. It's as easy as this. Okay. All you have to do is go to Pottery Barn, but you have to go to one of the 16 Pottery Barns in the whole world that has the demo on it. It's Pottery Barn Teen. That's right. What is that? I don't know. I never even heard. Is that for teens only? Well, Pottery Barn, the way I've always seen Pottery Barn is is if I'm a really, really rich, middle-aged White woman. woman. White woman. (laughs) Yes. And I have nothing better to do with my time because I don't work. Nope, your then husband does that. My husband does that, so I'm gonna go to Pottery Barn and to spend play. hundreds upon hundreds of dollars and play Super and play Mario Super Mario 3D, 3D World. World. Drag so. the kids along. I heard they're giving out hot dogs. Wow! <laughs> so you get free hot dog, probably. The, clo- the closest one of those to us is either in Florida or Illinois. So, and for those that are that are listening, we are in the uh, central south part of the United States in Louisiana, right. and we do have a Pottery Barn. Right, but, but it's not, not a pottery barn team. I still don't know what that means. I don't but, know. So yeah. we're gonna drive tomorrow. We're gonna drive to Florida, <laughs> and we're gonna play Super Mario 3D World and eat our free hot dogs, and then we're gonna buy some white people furniture. Yes, and we'll let everyone know how that goes. Lots of expensive vases and pillows that are just for decoration. Yeah, serve no purpose. I want a, a vase shaped like a pillow and a pillow shaped like a vase. That I'm sure they have that. Yeah. Also in Nintendo news, remember Killer Instinct? That used to be on Nintendo systems. It did. Not anymore. Oh, man. And if you're buying an Xbox One, you might be getting a free copy. Oh. Maybe. I thought everyone was getting it for free. Yeah, but you may be getting the free version that actually has all eight playable characters from Season 1. But I just want to be Jacob. 
Well, then you can just download that for free. Okay. But we're trying to figure out how it's working because people are randomly getting emails saying, you're an Xbox fan and we love you, so here's your free copy of Killer Instinct Download. But we don't know how that qualifies because Adam, haven't you been a haven't you been an Xbox Live subscriber for like since two thousand and six? So did you get your free copy yet? Not yet. Oh, Come on, maybe Major Nelson. Go, maybe you have to go like slay some noobs on the internet. Yeah, and dude. Tell them that the PS4 sucks. Like PS4 sucks. However many it, it's however many people you tell on the internet because you know that's they keep really, track of that that's yeah. that's the only thing that matters in the world is telling other people that a console sucks so if you so go on the internet and tell you can get your free copy x amount of people that the playstation sucks then it's, it's funny because on message boards i see one guy it's like you know well if you believe these people yeah i've only had xbox live for like six years and i canceled it once so i got my copy yeah and the replies like well what the hell i've had xbox live since it came out with like mecha salt for 11 years, and they, they don't have shit. Well, they, they're, they're, since they've been on Xbox Live for so long, of course they're going to buy. That's true. They're yeah. just blind sheep. They're going to buy their killer instinct. It's like, they, it's like the PlayStation 4 in Japan. You're going to buy it, so you get right. to wait. So we don't know how they're getting it, but some people Reports are. Reports say it's gamer score and like longevity with Xbox Well, my gamer score sucks. It's like 10,000 points. You get no so. killer instinct. Damn it. I have less than 100 Gs. Well, you need to get on that. If well, Zombies Ate My Neighbors was an Xbox Live game, <laughs> you'd have like a billion points That's right now. true. I would just... You put in the game. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> I think I played a game once where you pressed the start button and you got achievement The Simpsons points. game did that. Yeah, the Simpsons movie game. you got an achievement. So in other news related to the Xbox 360, everything on Xbox One, I'm sorry, Xbox One, all the games are actually going to be 720p, almost, <laughs> maybe. It seems like it at least at launch. But the good news is that they're going to be running 720p, but upscaled to 1080p, so oh. you won't be able to tell the difference because you're an idiot. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. 720p is just as good. Who cares? So... I think this is just coming down to it's a new system, new architecture. Mm-hmm. They've only got so much time to make these games look as good as they can. So they're they're saying we're going to make these games be a low, lower resolution to maybe get some better frame rate out of it. I don't know. Which would make sense with something like Dead Rising, which is locked at 720p and locked at 30, 30 frames, frames per second. second. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, uh, Infinity Ward might get away saying that because Call of Duty at least runs at 60 frames a second. Yeah, it is solid 60 frames per second. Right. So. And that's what they they're going for. That's why it's 720p on the Xbox One well, and 1080p on the PS4. With Dead Rising 3, it's like the first time they've had such large open environments in that series and you've got more zombies on screen than yeah. before. And you can call an airstrikes. I still think the game looks like shit. I don't think it looks... I think it looks like a 360 game, but that's, I mean, that's, that's just probably my, what it was. That's my opinion. And my opinion may be ignorant. It so. should really just do like the PS1 did with the Silent Hill game. And just like make it everywhere. make it really foggy, so that way everything can render behind the fog. That would make it scarier. That, exactly. So. That's that that is an upside in, in those PS One games. And or they could do like the Wii version of Dead Rising and just have like three zombies in every area, <laughs> and then make them deadlier, make them really menacing. Scary. You really have to figure out how to take them down. But and then they eat your neighbors. They do. <laughs> they will eat all your neighbors. Um, another thing related to Xbox One, there have been some promotional videos that Microsoft has been putting up on their YouTube channels to promote games like Watch Dogs and Need for Speed Rivals because these are big upcoming Xbox One games, mm-hmm. but they've been using PS4 footage in their official YouTube channels. So That's great. You can kind of see on the bottom of the screen, you can see the button layouts that have the the, the trademark triangle and circle and crawl, you know, all that stuff. So. I think some of them have already been taken down, but it is weird that 
Microsoft would choose to use PlayStation 4 footage to promote their games. So I don't think... Is maybe that was a mistake. That a, Whoops. They're porting it over and they just haven't changed the UI? Or I they don't just... know. And, and again, some of those videos have been taken down. So they, they recognize that, well, we maybe didn't realize we did that. So maybe we shouldn't do that. I right. don't know. That's or weird. enough people complained and they just changed it. Yeah. Another big game that's coming out on Xbox One and PS4 is your Call of Duty Ghosts, mm-hmm. but it's already out on current generation consoles. That's right. In fact, I think Activision said that they shipped over $1 billion of <laughs> Call of Duty to retailers. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that they've all been sold. Just because the stores bought them doesn't mean that they've made all that money. I so. guess that's in response to Rockstar saying they sold they a billion dollars with the merchandise the first weekend that Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, yeah, so that's the big difference. The, the Grand Theft Auto Five did sell that much, and Call of Duty might just be sitting on store shelves right now. We don't really know. They haven't said exactly how many units have been sold to real people. Right. But, you know, one thing with Call of Duty, I think you're seeing a little franchi- franchise fatigue there. Because it's been like the seventh year in a row that we've had a new Call of Duty game. And the reviews on Ghost have not been all that glowing, unfortunately. And you could argue, I think somebody have an Activision said, well, it's a tough time with the transition of between new consoles and people waiting for it and dealing with new infrastructure. But it's like, despite Call of Duty fatigue, in my opinion, being around for a few years, it's still been selling gangbusters. Oh, like yeah. Black Ops 2 is like the best selling one ever. a ton last year. But this is like the year Call of Duty could not like falter because you have Titanfall and Destiny right around the corner. And Titan- Battlefield's back right now. Right. I mean, there's competition right now. And like you say... And Titanfall's made by the people who made Call of Duty 4, which started this Call of Duty revolution exactly coming out in four months yeah so you know we're not sure on the numbers for Call of Duty but we are sure on the numbers of uh, the amount of money Extra Life was able Mm -hmm. to bring in over their uh, charity event last weekend Mm -hmm. the Extra Life Foundation said they brought in 3.8 million dollars billions it was billion billion dollars that's a lot more than million yeah so that's a ton of money raised for charity for the children so if uh, if you didn't know I believe it was, was November 2nd, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Was that the date? They did 25 hours. Well, what normally would have been 24 hours. But of, Daylight Savings Time. But Daylight Savings Time gave you an extra hour. So, um, And that's despite the fact that the website was brought down uh, by, I don't know, by a group. Who, who, who brought that down? No one knows, but someone did a, DDS, a DDoS attack on it. So it was down for a few hours. No one could make donations. Yeah, that's crazy. So they, they're actually going to do another day, right? Yeah, on I think it's this Saturday, tomorrow. But you can donate all throughout the end of the year. Yeah. So if you have not contributed to the Extra Life guys and gals, if you have some extra money to donate, you can watch... All of the streams have been archived. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of our personal favorites would be the Giant Bomb. They did Mm -hmm. like 48 hours of of live streaming. and um, We need to do that next year. Yeah, I think we should. I think that'd be a uh, lot of fun. We obviously need to get the equipment because we're still up and coming. Yes. We definitely need to do that next year. One of my favorite things I watched on Giant Bomb stream was a Neo Geo game called Windjammers, which is this (laughs) terrible like frisbee throwing game, but it was so much fun to watch them play it, so... Um, that was kind of cool. Another piece of unrelated news is Blockbuster Video is closing down forever. And I, I could have sworn they already did this, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So I thought I wrote about that back in college, like two years ago. Well, apparently there's some locations still open, but they're going to be closing down for good. So if you've <laughs> not returned 
you know, your N64 rental games. You're going to have to go over there and pay your, pay your late fees. Make sure you rewind your VHS tapes before you bring them back. They will charge you a dollar if you don't. So Blockbuster's gone forever. Although, the the parent company that owns the Blockbuster name is still going to use the, their, their name and trademark. I think it's, what, it's DirecTV or something? I don't know. Some, somebody like that. Are they still going to have their weird, like, Netflix rip-off thing? Or over is that two. Too? That's, okay. that's over two. So you will not be able to rent your movies through the mail. Um, but they will still use the Blockbuster name on their satellite TV services because apparently there's some cachet there. People see the Blockbuster name and they think, ah, oh, that's quality product. Like 65-year-old people? Well, yeah, and you got to market to those people. Otherwise, yeah. you're missing out on key dollars. Those sure. are marketable dollars. So um, another thing that's kind of weird is Best Buy's kind of changing their games reward program. Mm-hmm. So. Before, you could pay $15 and you get this really terrible magazine that would come with coupons for random games and accessories. Similar to GameStop. Similar to GameStop. And they're getting rid of that. And now they're going to charge you $120 for two years of a subscription that allows you to get 20% off any new game you buy. So that's crazy to me. I don't think people want to spend $120 on anything, let alone a subscription that gets them a discount on games. But... We'll see. Once once you do the math, if you compare paying tax at Best Buy versus ordering on Amazon not paying sales tax, you're saving about $7 a game. So you'd have to buy 20 new games at $60 over those two years just to break even. And how many people buy that many games? Only crazy people Only like us. Only crazy people like us. And we generally don't go to Best, Best Buy. buy. So. But I get my reward zone points. You do. You get probably get five dollars every two hundred and fifty dollars I spend. So I mean, if that's something you want to do, they're going to do that. They're getting rid of their magazine. Sorry to hear the people that work at that magazine won't have jobs. Maybe they can work somewhere else. Hopefully, go work for Game Informer. Yeah, go work for Game Just Informer. Quality games yeah. journalism. So that's that's weird. But Best Buy seems to have been fighting against uh, being irrelevant for a while. So they're do trying you, something. Do you think this different. is like their final? Like, maybe they have one or two tricks up their sleeve. I, don't I mean, know. when you're trying to get a hundred twenty dollar loan from people, hoping they'll come back and buy video games, that's, that's got to be like a, a call of desperation. That's a that's a high number. Yeah, to tell someone pay me a hundred twenty dollars right now. That's I don't think people want to. But do it's that. only five dollars a month over two oh, years. Oh, thanks for making it seem easier for <laughs> me. I guess I'll just give you my money now. So that's. Just ah, I don't like it, but we'll and see. As someone who used to work at Best Buy, I feel bad for those employees because their managers are going to push that shit on them and make them push it on their clientele, and it's just not going to be fun yeah. for anybody. It seems to be all about the numbers, right? That's, all it That's is. classic retail, right all there. All about the numbers. Lastly, uh, game delay. Sad to see, uh, but I I saw this coming. I know I said it before with Watch Dogs, but I've been saying this with South Park for a while that I didn't think South Park was coming out this year, and it's not. So South Park Stick of Truth's been delayed until again. yeah, delayed again until next year. I think they're saying, did they say March? I'm not sure. Everyone seems to say March, but I don't buy that either. Well, that's because that's right at the end of the fiscal year. Exactly. It's it's funny when Rachel and I were in Los Angeles for E3, we met this guy. You met who, South Park. I mess, met you South met Park. Matt Traystone, Mr. South, Mr. South Park. This guy, he worked for, uh, was it Microsoft or 343? He was promoting the new Halo game. Yeah, he, I, well, didn't he say he had worked for Obsidian Well, or something? He worked for somebody, Microsoft 343, yeah. whoever made the Windows Halo Spartan Assault. And he had a friend, or he used to work at Obsidian, or knew someone who worked at Obsidian, talking about how like 
Matt and Trey, you know, the creators of South Park, will come in there and just like scrap oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, they've been and hands starting on. over. Absolutely. Yeah. So, could that have set it back? Probably. And they probably came in there and just wiped it again. Because, but to me, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Because those guys know South Park better than anyone. I mean, it's their and creation. I, I'm a big South Park fan. You know, the, Matt and Trey make those episodes in six days. Yeah. Like, they're weekly. And that's a fascinating documentary on Netflix if you haven't watched it, if you like yeah, South Park. We've mentioned that before. But um, it's just, we we didn't get to play the E3. It wasn't playable. We, we saw, like, a theater demo about 20 minutes of gameplay while it looked just like you're watching an episode of South Park to me the fart jokes were a little too much that's what yeah. kind of takes me away from that more so just... than in episodes of the show and hopefully maybe they're pulling some of that out I don't know but I yeah. that's not really my thing yeah I'm not really into that either I'd love to play that game but I just some of the humor I'm just it's I don't find it interesting or funny right. some of it so other news uh, we got new consoles coming out next week that is and we that's, got, that's exciting week. So That's, your PlayStation 4 is sitting in some warehouse somewhere. I've seen those pictures. Yeah. I could not be a Best Buy employee and just be staring at those for a week. I'd be like, I'm not stealing this. Here's $400 bills. I'm placing them on the counter right here and I'm t- taking this You down. just can't wait to play Knack. That's you just it. want to take that home and play that <laughs> and Killzone and all those amazing, fun launch games. Okay, so Killzone. Sony put up on their blog like... We want to show you Killzone, but we don't want to show you in some compressed media bullshit yeah, format. So here's that. a zip drive you should download and watch on your computer. And I did. It didn't really impress me. I, you know, I've never played a Killzone game. Neither have I. But I was like, this looks okay, but right. it looks like every other shooter I play. That's my problem. But if it gets a phenomenal reviews, I'll have to try it. I'm just not excited about it. Yeah, I guess so. Gotta play something, right? We gotta play Resogun. That's, That's free. It. Free. So. What's that other PlayStation exclusive? The the motorcycle one. Uh, Road Rash. Road Rash was no, cool. No, I love Road that Rash. game. They should bring um, that back. Let's kickstart Road Rash. <laughs> they already did that, I think. They, they failed. Starts with an M. Motorstorm? Yeah, Motorstorm. That that studio is making Drive Club. Oh, really? And that got delayed. Oh, yeah. That's but true. yeah, that's the same team. I didn't know it was the I did same not know studio. that. Yeah, it's the same guys. So. No, I did not know that. I never played Motorstorm either. Neither did I. The, I remember the debut trailer. It looked it was all CG. And it looked like, well, this this looks crazy. This is, and then the game looked nothing like the trailer. I have it. It's over there. We should go play it. It's <laughs> not. Oh, how how do we have a PlayStation launch without Wipeout? How, I'm asking the same question, but for, for Ridge Racer, right, like where too. those are the the two. You know, you think PlayStation launch, you think either Wipeout or Ridge Racer, because right. there hasn't been a PlayStation launch that had missed those games. But I don't know. You know, they're. They're obviously focused on other things. Traditionally, Wipeout has not been a sell- big seller. Mm-hmm. So Sony probably looked at that and said, well, we, you know, and then, in fact, the developer doesn't even exist anymore, right? They shut them down like a year ago. So the Wipeout studio is gone. Unless you're talking about the terrible Wipeout games based on the TV show. No. Or they yeah. wiped out. They wiped out. <laughs> Coming to Connect probably soon. <laughs> it's already available on. They have one of those on the N64, right? No, you're thinking. Well, you're thinking of the real Wipeout. Yeah, I'm thinking the of the racing real Wipeout. That's what, yeah. yeah. So. But I would love to play another Wipeout. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Or another. Maybe as a Vita download. Well, it is on Vita, right? That's uh, true. And it's it, free to. It it's on PS Plus. PS Plus. It's hard as hell. Mm-hmm. I can't finish a race without completely wiping out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
next week, well, we're going to be working out of town until Friday, so let's figure something out for this podcast, and then you're going to, like, Dallas. So, Renee and I are going to be in Dallas and Oklahoma City next weekend, so my PS4 will be waiting for me at at my doorstep, but I won't be there for five days, so. Because then we're going to go back to work in Monroe, so you're not going to come home until Wednesday. Wednesday, You're going to play your PS4 until Wednesday. So, I have to wait longer than you do. You'll have to let me know how that works out, so... The good news for me is that I won't have any issues downloading my day one update since it will be day five. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I still still don't know what launch games I'm getting. I don't know. I'm getting Knack, Assassin's Creed. Uh, Probably get Need for Speed and uh, maybe FIFA. I thought you'd be getting the NBA 2K. And I'm gonna get NBA 2K. You're going all in. And you got Resogun for free. Contrast. Contrast looks really good. I'll be. I'll probably download three or four games from, and I, I might even try out that free to play DC. I'll play that. With, let me know if you do that. I'll play that with you. We should make terrible superheroes. Can you play like split screen on that? Can Rachel play too? Or I don't know. We'll find out. Could you play it on the? Can they? Can you do computer like PC and PS4 playing? I honestly don't know. I don't know. Hmm. We'll find out. I guess we will. We can try. I guess I can re-download Dive Kick on my PS4 and play that way so more we, times. Since we own Dive Kick, we can just download the PS4 version? No upgrades. If you own Dive Kick, if you own Flower, Flower Sound Shapes, Flow, uh, Journey, and uh, Escape no, Plan. No, Journey. When they come out okay. in the future, same with Escape Plan. If you own that already on PS3 or your Vita, just download it again. See, Escape Plan, as much as I like that game on the Vita, that's not a game I'd ever want to play again. Because it's like an adventure game, Mm -hmm. puzzle. So I I don't think that there's any inherent replay value in that. But it's cool that they're letting you just download it. I wish every game was like that, you know. Uh, Give me Hotline Miami on my PS4 since I already own it on the PS3. Is that coming out? Well, no. But it's on Vita and PS3. And I've got it. on the PS4. Everything else is. Let me download the PS4. That's something I still need to play. Yeah. Oh, did we talk last week about how you can't play MP3s on the PS4? I don't we remember. did. You have to use their that's stupid streaming stuff. music unlimited yeah. service, and that's they it. need to change that. That's and then dumb. Microsoft was very quickly to come out and be like, "Hey guys, hey. CDs on your Xbox One." Xbox One really does do everything, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, you could put anything in there. It's almost it's like a, it's all in one. It's like an all in one entertainment. Let's system. not mix it up now. It only does everything with PlayStation Three. That's true. This PS4 does not only do everything; it only does certain things. So. But Xbox One will play your favorite Blink-182 songs while you play Rise. I still have my Take Off Your Pants and Jacket CD in my closet somewhere in a box. Yeah. Labeled crappy Teenage Adam music. There we go. So you, you have your soundtrack for whenever you get... <laughs> maybe you can put that into Fantasia Music Evolved. You can <laughs> play your Blink-182 songs while you play Fantasia. So We are excited about new consoles. And yeah. we'll have so much to talk about after... Yeah, so... After they come out, a couple weeks. Yeah, cause you got to get yours so you can play it. So I guess two weeks podcast time. Yeah, for me. And then that's that, yeah. that's the day that Mario and stuff comes out on the Xbox One. Yeah, Mario's on Xbox One. <laughs> no, Mario 3D World, which we already talked about, and then the Zelda uh, Link Between Worlds on 3DS. And that's gonna be. A, and then the next week's Thanksgiving. So like, next few podcasts are gonna be pretty intense. Big shows. Yeah. Fun shows. Yeah, definitely. We can get together and play Mario 3D World four player. Yeah, before, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to do that um, before that week's show yeah. goes up so we can talk about that definitely so. okay well what's coming out this week um, technically uh, let's see well yesterday Thursday uh, we Sports Club just kind of launched out of nowhere 
where you could, uh, you know, play high definition versions of Wii Sports bowling and tennis. And I can play those online. Yeah. And that's free for twenty four hours. Yeah. Or something like that. It's just that. those two games. The other three games are going to come at a later date. With my finger air quotes. Right. So that's coming out uh, today. Nintendo and their weird Friday releases now. Uh, Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics again in Russia for the Winter Olympics comes out today. Um, so those were. games sell. I just still why is Mario racing Sonic on foot? Well, you know, it's for the kids, right? For the kids to enjoy it. I sold a lot of that when I worked at Best Buy. I sold a lot of it when I worked at GameWare, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, next week on I think it's Monday, uh, Need for Speed Rivals got pushed up to be a launch title for the PlayStation Four. But it's also going to come out on your other, you know, consoles to your current gen. Other things. Um, and then Tuesday, Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus comes out, kind of their, what they're calling an epilogue to the Ratchet and Clank future franchise, right at the end of the PS3's life. So it's kind of appropriate. And that launches at thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. And it comes with a second game. It comes with the full the, frontal assault. The, the weird, full frontal assault. That MOBA. It's something. like a MOBA. Okay. So you get two games for thirty dollars. I've never bought Full Frontal Assault. I always like Ratchet and Clank. I keep buying these games and not playing them. You should play them. Story They're good. I've played Futures, the first one, Tools of Destruction. Future Tools of Destruction. Yeah. With the Groovatron, which is like the best uh, weapon ever in that a game, video game. That game, the graphics on that game were incredible. Yeah. As an early PS3 game, it still looks good to this day. I bought the original trilogy on PS2, never played them, but now I just might as well just buy the HD trilogy yeah. on played on PS3. Um, the expansion to my game of the year last year, uh, XCOM Enemy Within, comes out on Tuesday. It adds uh, a new class. You can do like a mech. And it comes with the entire original game. So if you did not buy Does that, it? yeah, it's 40 bucks, but it comes with all of the original I think it's on console. On console, right? On, on PC, PC it's you just 30, download And the... it just goes with it, yeah. Yeah. So if you have not played XCOM Enemy Unknown, I highly, highly recommend it. it. It was my favorite game last year, more so than Journey and The Walking Dead and Far Cry 3. So Pretty high, highly regarded. Yeah. yeah. If you like strategy games, um, if you like Civilization, it's made by people who made Civ- the Civilization games. Firaxis. Yeah, Firaxis. Um, and it's got a really good meta game where you have to go back to your base and train your soldiers and expand your base and get power. So name, don't name your soldiers because you get attached to them. And I they... was thinking about doing that this time around, but I can't be like, "All right, Rachel, I need you to move up and uh, go scout they the area." Will headshot, die quickly. Yeah, so. just name them all numbers. That way, you don't care. <laughs> and then if you own a Wonder Book, you get some expansions to that Book of Potions by J.K. Rowling right. and Walking with the Dinosaurs. A dinosaur video game. That's great. With your Wonder Book. Oh, okay. Also comes out next week. Does it come with a Wonder Book? I don't have a don't Wonder know. Book yet. So can I get a bundle that has all of it? I know you can with the uh, whatever that first Hogwarts game was that they tried to show at E3 2012. That was terrible. Yeah. Go YouTube the Wonder Book E3. It is the worst thing. Just terrible. Also, what I'm not mentioning, but a lot of the uh, multi-gen, multi-platform games start coming out next week, like your FIFA's, your Madden's, your NBA, NBA. Live. That is, uh, yeah, no, it's the next week. That's the 19th. Yeah, but Friday, right? It's no, not, it's, it's it's not day one. It's, not, it's it's in between the both of them. So yeah, we'll have two basketball games. So a lot of those start coming out. I'm not going to list all those because Skylanders. That's yeah. what that's going to be on Xbox yeah. One and PS4. Yeah. So. A lot of stuff getting ready. I think I'll buy everything. Good, good luck. Because I love all those <laughs> games. I'll play everything. 
So that's all of your new releases for this week. Um, we're gonna have a lot more next week. Let's go. Uh, let's go read some emails. GameWareExpress at gmail.com is the email address. So um, Anthony from Tokyo wrote to us again. He actually wrote to us on Thursday the 31st, but we recorded a day early for Halloween, so we're just getting to this now. So sorry, Anthony. But um, let's see. Here's his question. Republic Commando 2, Star Wars 1313, and Command and & Conquer are just some recent games that won't be seeing the light of day due to studios differing ideas or other reasons altogether. Com Command and Conquer, the most recent game that was announced that was canceled and they got rid of everybody in that studio. Right. Um, while Republic Commando 2 will never make it anywhere, other more fortunate IPs have made it back into development like the hotly anticipated Battlefield 3. I mean, I'm sorry, Battlefront 3. So my question is, what are some games that you wish had a sequel or games that never made it that you wish had? I'm gonna right off the bat say something that I think Rachel may have may say, Is it or maybe Pokemon Snap too. No, I would. I really would love to see another Banjo Kazooie game. You um, know, I, I actually, um, I, I disagree with you, but I'll let you go ahead and say your point. Because I mean, I loved both on N64, and I I really like Nuts and Bolts. I would. I just want to see Rare make a video game. Yeah. I want to see Rare make a, and Not maybe Connect Sports. Maybe. Everyone that works at Rare, probably all those people that worked on those games, maybe work at other studios by now. Like it's probably not even the same company. But Rare, we and we've said it on this podcast before. Um, they just had such a long history of great games, and not just N sixty four. We're talking yeah. about starting with Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to see a company you know whose games I played for so long, not or exist on name only. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's just disheartening. So. Right. Yeah, I actually, uh, I didn't, Nuts and Bolts was okay for me. I, I and I don't mean necessarily a sequel to that. I'd love to well, see right, another. right, of course. I'd love to see like a true Banjo. Like, Banjo 3. 3E. <laughs> but I, um, I don't know. Part of me just is, is so paranoid about it, it being done wrong. Yeah. But I guess that's, that's kind of a thing with sequels is that like, well, it either never gets made or you have that fear of something going wrong. So it's, you know, it's just one of those things where I guess it just depends. But you know, if they make a Banjo Kazooie sequel, it's going to be on Connect. Yeah, I know. Right? I mean, right. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you know, that's why I specifically said like the original, right, and right, not right. like a Connect. Right. Game. No, no, I would like play. to see that. That would be, that would be wonderful. It's just to have another, because Banjo Tooie was great. And, while I'm not as nostalgic about Banjo Tooie, I it's still just a great game, and mm -hmm. you know. But uh, I guess for me, yeah, it would be Pokemon Snap too. Mm -hmm. As much as the internet keeps, you know, putting a gripe up about it, it, it would actually I can see the gyroscope in both the 3DS and the Wii U gamepad being yeah. super beneficial for that. Even like augmented reality stuff using the camera. Like exactly. There's so many things they could there's do with so those. Many, there's so much potential for Pokemon Snap 2. And, you know, Pokemon Snap was a great game, probably the best Pokemon spinoff game that there is. Yep. And the only thing about it is that it doesn't really have replay value. You just have to start a new game. But that's fine, because now there are over 700 Pokemon <laughs> that you can work into this game. And I realize that making 3D models of each and every one of them, and making all these areas, that would be a, a process. <laughs> that would take a very long time. And I completely understand, you know, 
the, I guess, the difficulty behind it, but that would just be incredible, I think. Um, See, while Pokemon Snap 2 is something I also really want, I kind of disagree with what you just said, is now there's so many Pokemon, half these Pokemon I don't know or don't give a shit about. So it's like, what is that a Pokemon or is that a tree? Should I take a picture of that? So <laughs> that's just my ignorance in the newer... I'm not a purist, like, 151 only guy. Yeah. But some Pokemon, I just have no idea who they are. Right. I, I just think that, you know, in, in the original Pokemon Snap, you know, whether or not you've actually played the game or are really into Pokemon at all, um, it presented interesting challenges on how to get, like, specific Pokemon. You had to kind of do... Uh, this it wasn't just you drive around in the car and take pictures of Pokemon. Some of those like puzzles, if you want to call yeah. them, were really cool. And they like when you finally really figured cool. it out, you're like, holy shit! And you feel really accomplished. So like, if they could figure out like you know even with like a Sudowoodo mm-hmm. being a tree, like you know, they, Pester Ball all the trees, things like that. Like it would just be so cool to me. I think to have that because they could incorporate so many more puzzles and in different ways. Like they could have like an entire ghost level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just think that that would just be the coolest thing in the whole world would be that. And, you know, right. that's, that's the first thing to come to mind, I think. I agree. Um, mine, I would say, in my opinion, Crackdown 2 doesn't exist. Yeah. So I really want a real sequel to Crackdown. Well, so does Phil Spencer, right? Right. So if that comes out on Xbox One, I'll buy an Xbox One. Because Crackdown was great. A lot Crackdown of people, was great. A lot of people just bought that for the Halo 3 beta code. And I bought that because I played the demo on Xbox Live. Like, this game is cool. Yeah, it was fun. And then I was like, oh, it comes with this beta thing. That's cool, <laughs> I guess. So my answer would be a proper sequel to Crackdown that's not made by not other people. I'd also like to go back and just say that I'd love to see the Chrono series revisited. Because I really love like Chrono Trigger. Yeah Chrono, yeah, Chrono Trigger. And I loved Chrono Cross. I know it wasn't as good. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a different game. But... I'd love to see. I'd love to see Square make any RPG. Really, yeah. that's not yeah. doesn't have to be a, a lightning game or a Final Fantasy thirteen universe game. You can go back to any of those franchises from. Or just make a new one. Well, that yeah, of course. But I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd also like to see another. another right, Chrono that would be game. great. And there's been rumors. I mean, not recently, but years ago, there were rumors of a new Chrono game being in development, and then nothing happened. That's so. something else in my backlog. <clears throat> another Mana series. Yeah, another Mana, cool. another yeah. Second Densetsu, because there were three of those, and America only ever got two of them. Um, yeah. So. A sequel to Secret of Evermore would be cool. Square has such a rich back <laughs> catalog of yeah. quality games, but they're. It seems like they just. Um, the, this past generation, I don't know, they just haven't been able to resonate with uh, with what people want. Because people right. certainly didn't seem to want Final Fantasy thirteen after that game came out. Because thirteen two did not sell very well. Um, but I, and I'd heard that thirteen two was kind of better than thirteen I in heard some it ways. Fixed a lot of problems with thirteen. Yeah. It was like the game you wanted. That's but it's something else, and you know, thirteen sold so much better than thirteen two. People just they bought thirteen, and it's like, well, I don't like that, so I'm not going to buy thirteen two. So. Right. And then they make another one with Lightning Returns. Yeah, right? they are going to make And it looks good to me, but... Yeah, that's another thing Square. that I had to the backlog. <laughs> As Garnet Lee on We Can Confirm calls it his pile of shame. So yeah. I'm, a big, I'm a big one of those. Oh, I've, I have no shame. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm proud of my huge backlog. It's going to fall over and kill me one day. So. Square should redo the Rad Racer series. Yeah, they Rad Racer. <laughs> Raddest Racer. Raddest Racer. So, uh, he also has an optional bonus question, and my option is yes. Yeah. Okay. So, he said last week, or it was two weeks ago, because he wrote this in uh, after we recorded, uh, you guys were of the opinion that another reason the PS4 will not be out so soon in Japan 
was that there really uh, aren't any games for the Japanese audience yet. Uh, that's very true. Japanese in general do not like Western games like Call of Duty, Gears of War, Splinter Cell, Batman. Um, they the do all- like Grand Theft Auto. Really? Yeah. Really? Capcom published most of those games in Japan. They sold well. Play Yakuza 5. That's not coming out here. Right. Um, or any of those hits out are in the uh, US, EU, or other parts of South Asia. The only exceptions would be like Halo, which are surprisingly big here. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Yeah. What games from Japan do you guys think? Uh, what, hold on. what games from Japan do you guys like that aren't big in the U.S. Uh, Besides from the obvious Final Fantasy, Pokemon, and Fantasy Star, I guess that was popular. You already answered it for me. Really, Yakuza. Right. I love the Yakuza franchise, and it mm-hmm. tears me apart. I know your answer. It, it tears <laughs> me apart that we basically are not going to have any more of those games in the U.S. because. They just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. In Japan, those games, I think they're up to five now, maybe even one after that. Each one's better, and we pretty much are, are done with the terrible zo- zombie Yakuza game. Right. And they're just, I don't ever expect Sega to ever bring over <laughs> another Yakuza game. Oh, but I love that series, and I wish it was over here. Also, Dragon Quest. I, Dragon mean, Quest, yeah. I, don't, I don't play MMOs, but I would have tried Dragon Quest X if it came out here, because I love that whole franchise. I've played every Dragon Quest game that's been available in the U.S., from original Nintendo and Game Boy all the way up until you know the DS um, and there's there's a few that we've not gotten. Uh, Dragon Quest Ten's one of them. So uh, the, Dragon Quest was Dragon Warrior on NES was the first RPG I ever played. Hmm. I did not know that kind of video game existed before 1988 when I played that game or 89, whatever. And I, I love that series. And it's the the combat is is pretty traditional, but the stories in those games are some of the best stories in any RPG I've ever played. I only played so. maybe a third of Dragon Quest Nine, and I, I didn't stop because I didn't okay. like it. I loved it. I love I Dragon just... Quest Nine. That game has no story at all. Really? It is, com- it is It is. the most unlike Dragon Quest game in the whole franchise, but I put 150 hours I really it. liked it. I don't know why I stopped playing it. It's just one of those things, like kind of like Red Dead Redemption. I just, I liked it, and then I right. just... Stopped. Yeah. I think the other, the, all the other games on DS are a lot more focused, and they've mm-hmm. got much better stories. But Dragon Quest Nine, I just, I never, I didn't stop playing it. I put 150 hours into it, and just, and I'm not done with it either. There's a lot of post game content. But anyway, sorry, I took up so much time. Did you get your copy of Dragon Warrior through Nintendo Power? I did. It was a subscription bonus for Nintendo Power when I was uh, eight years old or seven years old. So. We subscribed to Nintendo Power. It was like 20 bucks for a year, and we got a free copy of Dragon Warrior on mm-hmm. regular Nintendo. That's awesome. And that is how I played my first RPG. That was awesome. the coolest promotion ever. Free game from Nintendo. Thank you. Now, what did you think my answer was going to be? I thought your answer was going to be Fantasy Star. Well, I'm, he, he did say Fantasy Star, I guess, because <clears> it was popular-ish. And, and I did know a lot of people that played Fantasy Star Online, Um you know, and, and a lot of my friends are really hoping for Fantasy Star Online too, but um, but aside from the Fantasy Star series, because while I would have liked to play, you know, the ones in the Sega Master System, I never did actually play those. Uh, Fantasy Star Four was the first one that I had played, which actually that game is really funny because on the cover art for that game, it says that it's the thrilling ending or you know the the, the final chapter. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Of the Don't Fantasy ever put that on your video series. game. And, and it's it's not. Um, but I guess aside from Fantasy Star, uh, I'm going to go completely random here. There's a game. Um, I think it was produced by Taito. Uh, let's see. Space yes, Invaders. It was, it was put out by Taito. Um, and it was only an arcade machine, or an arcade cabinet in uh, North America. 
but the Japanese name for it is Mizubaku Daiboken, if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not, so I Sounds apologize right to for me. that. Um, in America, it's called Liquid Kids. <laughs> um, it was only ported to the Sega Saturn in Japan, um, and that is the only you know physical copy of the game that you can get other outside of an arcade cabinet. Um, it's the most adorable platformer I've ever played in my entire life. You play as a taper, and you go and try and save your taper girlfriend. Um, as, you know, the story of all platformers from the <laughs> beginning of time. You go and save your girlfriend. Um, but it's... Uh, That's true. It, yeah. And um, it's, it's so that. cute because, like, you, you... Your power, like, your attack is you hold, like, a, like a bubble of water. And that's how you throw it at your enemies and... You soak them in water and you... You're making the kitty cat motion. <laughs> I am making Mario a kitty cat <laughs> motion. Um, but uh, you also, you know, like in other Taito games, uh, you, eat, for, for points and everything, you eat like cake and fruit and... That's you know, just Pac-Man. Like in... Well, it's it's like in Bubble Bobble or Rainbow yeah. Islands whenever you collect all the fruit. every game it. from the 80s, yeah, you had to eat fruit <laughs> and every, cake. Every Taito game produced. So that's... That's something that I would just love to see come to America because I, I've been wanting a Japanese Sega Saturn in this game, just so I can play this game. And it's unfortunate because this game goes for like one hundred thirty dollars. I have a feeling eBay. that it'll be lo- localized any day now. You'll be able to. That'll be one. They should localize. So every Square Sega owns game. Taito, right? That's, yeah. So that's it's all on Square. But you know, no one's ever heard of this game. But I've never heard of it. It's a it's a great game. If you know, unfortunately, if you'll have to emulate it, you know I don't. I don't normally support emulators and that sort of thing. But you know, well, if that's the only way, if that's the only way. I just gotta get that Japanese Sega Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know because I wasn't really big into Japanese games growing up. Right. Like I certainly know a lot about them. So it's more recent stuff for me. But just I'm really falling in love with games from Atlas. Yeah. Catherine, the Persona franchise. All the Shin Megami. Shin Megami Tensei games. So I just really hope that Sega, Sammy, really, right. buying Atlas won't, like, you know, stop Persona 5 from coming over here or something. Yeah, they'll, they'll decide that there's no interest uh, right. in the Western markets for So Persona. stuff like that. Even something like Phoenix Wright, where we didn't get a physical release over here because of, I don't know why. And have, I, have any of us downloaded that? Not yet. I don't no. think I haven't. And it took us, what, a year or two to get the Professor Layton crossover, which despite it being bad or whatever, it, you know... Well, that's, over here, that's not out yet. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. Now, if that Phoenix Wright game was was physical, would we? Have, I think we all would have bought it yeah. day yeah. one. And it's not like I'm not going to buy it digitally. It's just I'm, I'm still in the third one, so I, have, I don't. Yeah, there's no rush. Out. Yeah, I would have rushed out and bought it if it was physical to have it. Exactly. I don't want it to go out of print. Like I had to go buy the second one used because I couldn't find it anywhere. So we'll go get a Famicom and a Super Famicom, and then we can play the Shimagami series from, from the beginning. From the beginning. Do it. And somehow translate that. So. I um I also wish that the the Famicom Wars franchise was more popular in the U.S. because we we still have all the Fire Emblem games coming out over right. here. Yeah. But Advance Wars, which started as Famicom Wars on regular Nintendo, mm-hmm. I actually kind of like that franchise a little more, especially the the first Advance I loved Wars Advance games. Wars. And uh, for whatever reason, they could not find. Uh, the audience here in the U.S. and the last game that they put out was uh, was like a really darker. It was like the tone was dark and it just it didn't 
feel like any of the other Advance Wars games. And it was on the DS, and it didn't sell very well here. It and seems like last year would have been time to do that, because after XCOM came out, and then Fire Emblem, and even like Shadowrun Returns, it's like, this is like the turn-based yeah. strategy game. Yeah. Time to do this. So if you want to try it now, get it while the going's like good. Another you know? Final Fantasy Tactics game would be cool. Yeah, I did like yeah. Final yeah. Fantasy Tactics. Pokemon Conquest came out last year with the turn-based. Yep. Um, that was really hard to find it. I'm like at was. first, it was no store. I had to go to four different stores, yeah. and I found two, so I bought us both one. And like, right. hey, here we go, Merry Christmas! I'm really glad that the like tactical strategy games are more popular now than they mm-hmm. were maybe five years ago. Because I've always loved those kind of RPGs, and I think more people are playing them now than ever. Really. I was trying to find one on my iPad because I think an iPad would be a good way to play that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I have Civilization Revolution. Right, that, I heard that was um, good. I need to play that because I haven't played that one yet. We still need to play through Civ Five. We, we bought that and haven't played it. Yeah, me um, too, right? <laughs> we all play together. We I don't should. even know how you play that, but I've heard stories of like, you start playing computer. it, and now 10 hours later, it's like, whoops, sh- whoops. What, where'd the time go? This game's so rad. XCOM did that to me last year. I was uh, working in Monroe City where we're going next week playing that game, and I was like, I really need to go to sleep. It's like 12.30, I have to be up at 6, but I might as well just stay up all night and just... Drink Mountain Dew and play <laughs> XCOM. That's the, that, XCOM and Indian Unknown is the first game in a while that's made me lose track of time. Like, I look down, the next thing I know is three hours later. Do you want to know the last game that did that to me? What's that? Super Mario Sunshine. Is that wow. weird? On yeah. The, yeah. It was, uh, so I was at work at uh, Game Winner, mm-hmm. and it was 9 o'clock, and I had to stay all night because they were installing new carpet. <laughs> yeah. So And it was the day that Mario Sunshine came out. So I was like, well, I'm just going to play Mario Sunshine. How how long could this take? Because mm-hmm. it, it did take a while to install new carpet in the store. Right. To me, it didn't seem like they were in there for more than an hour, but they were installing the carpet until 6 a.m. So from 9 p.m. till 6 a.m., I was playing Mario Sunshine, and I just never looked at a clock once. That's crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it's like 10 years ago. Yeah. But... So I'm really old. <laughs> Um, all, all joking aside, uh, as far as games that were released in Japan and never released in America, there's a Famicom game for my favorite movie of all time, which is The Labyrinth, made Whoa. in 1986, starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. It's a Famicom version of this game, and some fan like translated it and put it on an emulator, and I wanted to play it so bad i did not know so, there was a yes, labyrinth it's <laughs> apparently very bad but that's okay that's funny we'll have to so, we'll play it we'll, we'll play it next year, next year on our on yeah. our all the stream. bad licensed like ghost lion <laughs> based on the terrible anime of the same name <laughs> ghost lion on regular nintendo it's like my first rpg that's right but it's got really cool box art <laughs> so uh thanks anthony for those questions they were uh they were good. Keep them coming. Yeah. yeah. He says, for the record, he was born in Louisiana, but never lived there proper. And uh, he did buy his first Xbox 360 from you, Steve, in a game war. Thank you. He searched <laughs> for a while, and he finally got one from you. Awesome. He says he likes the question around the podcast and hopes you guys can get, or you know, we can get more emails to make it a more significant portion of the show. Where can you email us at? GameWareExpress at gmail.com. That's easy. Okay, yeah. perfect. It's the name of the show. It is the name of the show. Com. And anyone can email us, yeah. right? Not yeah. just... Anthony and Hikari, even right. though we do like their emails. Yeah, they should keep emailing us, but anyone else can too. Yeah, absolutely. And we're still taking the poll on your favorite Ninja Turtle from week one. Now, who do I have sitting next to me? Donatello is we actually in Renee's have... seat. No, it's John Michael's seat. He's in John Michael's seat. So we have a Donatello pillow buddy <laughs> sitting next to me. 
And yeah, so that officially is the answer yeah. then. Fast so <laughs> Ninja Turtle. That was my brother's Donatello pillow from the eighties. This looks like so. one of those Wrestle Buddies. I don't know if you remember the Wrestle Buddies, <laughs> no. but they look exactly like this. It's just like a dumpy looking pillow. <laughs> but they were shaped like professional wrestlers. So you had like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. And the commercial had like the the dad like playing with the Wrestle Buddy. Like he was a kid. It's great. Much about that. It's on YouTube. Check it out. <laughs> Wrestle Buddies it. rocked. They were cool. This looks just like it. It is a Wrestle Buddy, but <laughs> it's a Ninja funny. Turtle. That's great. So Alright. <laughs> Let's uh, let's wrap the show up and do our special stages. Um, who wants to go first, Rachel? I'll go first. Okay. Um, for my special stage this week, I uh, I wanted to kind of put this out there. The game that I've been working on at EA um, has been announced. It had been announced at E3 this year, but I got clearance today to tell all of you guys what I've been working on. So, um, I have been working on Peggle 2. Woo! Best yeah. announcement at E3. That, that was my favorite announcement. If you, <laughs> didn't, press conference. if you didn't watch the announcement of Peggle 2, I don't think I've ever seen anyone more excited to announce a video he game. He was quite excited. Uppercut guy. <laughs> now, um, I also will say, uh, Adam, you mentioned that NBA Live is coming out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, your favorite... Rachel on this podcast because I won't say favorite person. We all love each other. Um, <laughs> her name is going to be in that credits of that game. Because you so worked on that for a I, few weeks. I did work on that for a few weeks. And, and can I say it? Uh, I will also probably, maybe, who knows, be in the credits of Madden 25. Nice. So for um, next generation. For for next generation. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. I may or may not be in the credits of that one. I'm, I, I wasn't on that game for very long, but. Uh, so if the game breaks, blame Rachel. Um, so I will say, again, just a reminder, um, while I announce this to you guys, I, I can't really say anything else about EA or anything. Just we don't want to bring up a conflict of interest and, and things like that. So that's just a little disclaimer to get out of the way. I was just really excited because I got to tell you guys what I've been working on. So Peggle I know, 2. And it's not because you know we're engaged and you're working on it, but I was, I'm really excited about Peggle 2. I mean, I played all of Peggle on my iPad in like two days because I really liked that game, so... Right. Awesome. Well, yeah. that's been delayed to December, but you know, we'll have it soon. I love Peggle. <laughs> I don't love Puggle. <laughs> Puggle's not very good. Uh, Steven, I, I've been complaining about having a, my Windows phone for a long time because there's not much to play on it. But someone did tell me to check out a game called Song Arc mm-hmm. on Windows Phone, which is free. I already downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but I'm gonna check that out. Okay. It may be the first really good Windows Phone game besides the emulated version of Snake. <laughs> on your old Nokia brick phone. Yeah, it actually makes it look like an old Nokia. Um, so I'll check out that new song arc. I'm still trying to figure out what Proteus is. <laughs> That's a very interesting experiment. Um, so I downloaded that on my Vita last week. And I gotta say, I love the the way it looks. and the It's kind of like a sound game, I guess. So you're... I don't know what's going on in Proteus, but yeah, I'm you showed me that. It was just really colorful, and there's weather, and there's just stuff, and things happen. So I'm still going to explore that, and uh, looking forward to new new systems, new new games, new. Honestly, you know, I'm really more excited about the way that the UIs look. So right. can't wait to check that out. But here's the new stuff. Mine. It's sad. I feel the need. I have to say this, but I feel it's also going to fall on deaf ears. But I'm gonna say I have to say it anyway. Um, new consoles are coming up. 
which means another friggin' war on the internet oh, about geez. which console is better, and I need to put my PlayStation hat on, and if you say Xbox, I need to tear you down. And it's just, it's it's getting old. Console wars are dumb. People need to stop doing that. I know a lot of it's, you can only, a lot of people only have the money to buy one $500 console, and you want to justify your choice by, like, berating the other one and proving how much yours is better, but it's like... Sony and Microsoft are big companies. They have big PR departments that they pay. Million dollar companies. They pay millions of dollars to their PR department to go out and make these ads and make you want to buy this game. They don't need you on whatever message board going back and forth calling people names about what console's better. So this isn't directed at anyone or anything. It, it comes up every time there's a new, a new wave of consoles coming out. So it's just not necessary. Don't do it, please. That and, and you never know. Yeah, console starts out, it's fresh and it's new, and while it may seem like, you know, it's going to be better now, you never know what it's going to be five to seven yeah. years from now. You, yeah, the, you don't know. The 360 from 2005 or six or whenever it came out, yeah, it's a completely different machine than what it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't even, when you turn it on, it doesn't even look the same. Right. So, I mean, it's, the, these systems constantly evolve, and whatever, like Rachel said, whatever it is next week is not what it's going to be in five years. Right. Um, so. And, and you know, it's it's like, I think I, I brought this up earlier, when, when the PlayStation came out, it's just like, what is this new machine? What is this piece of garbage? I, Sega's been around forever. Why should I buy this PlayStation whenever I know that the Sega Saturn is going to be a great console because Sega has been there for me always. Whoops. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you, you can't, go based off of something like that. You just have to kind of see it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's there's no... You always speak too soon on these things, you know? Right. So, just don't do that. Like, play your console, enjoy it. If the other one's better, well, great. That's more Competition is never a bad thing for the consumer. So, I hope both consoles are great. I hope they have to keep fighting for our dollars. And I, you know... Just don't be a jerk on the internet, guys. So, um, that's our show. We're done. We're going to go watch Thor The Dark World now. I'm going to fall asleep while Probably. you guys watch it. <laughs> but um, real quick, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder, or you can uh, see the words I write at attackofthefanboy.com. I'm on Twitter at use the Triforce. I complain about a lot of stuff. That's all she does lately. She bitches about me playing Batman. Looks like Just Cause 2, and I didn't like that game, so... <laughs> hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Gameware, where I don't tweet... Uh, anything. You tweet at other people. I tweet at people, but I don't tweet myself. That's right. So, tweet at me, and then I will tweet back at you. And then we saw other things in the works. We're still working on the blog. Now we want to get, like, a YouTube or a Twitch channel kind of going. That's down the line, but we'll need that well, if we do Extra Life. I think next week we'll automatically be streaming it's on true. our PS4s. Yeah. It may be junk streams. It may not be interesting to watch, but we'll be doing it you anyway. You guys got to register a GameWare Express Twitch account now. Exactly. So, I don't know, can you do that? Like, can we both, like, post to our, maybe our own Twitch accounts or link it to the GameWare Express one and share we'll both of our PS4s? certainly find out. I guess we will. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening, y'all. Next week, new consoles. Get ready. But until then, have a great weekend. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>